Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. You're welcome to Sunday school this morning. How our God is good. How our God is faithful. How our God is righteous. There is no like him. He's, he reigns supreme in our life and in every situation. In all situations, he is good. Before we go into our lesson for today, let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for how you love us. Thank you for how you teach us and care for us. Jehovah, be glorified in the name of Jesus. Bear God as we go into your word. Holy Spirit of God, teach us yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us the grace even to be a doer of God's word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the living Jesus. Today, we are looking at lesson 36 of our teen zeal, and the topic is water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism. Water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism. Before we go into this lesson, we'll have a quick recap of our lesson 35. Last week, our topic was home training. Home training, and we read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25, and our memory verse was taken from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, which says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Last week we saw that home training is important to God, and home training is vital in, our develop, in the development of every child of God. When we have good home training, you know, it even makes it easier even for God to be able to perfect his work in us. At the end of the study, we're able to know the importance of home training. A well-brought-up child will grow up to be a well-brought-up teenager and pride to his family. And last week, we saw that Timothy... He had good home training, and as a teenager, Paul was so impressed with him that he chose to take him on many of his future missions, and he even sent him to help us in the church to different people. So, and we saw that home training is defined as manners and social etiquette taught at home. You know, these are patterns of manners and behavior, and if we if imbibed by a child, it will affect his or her life positively, irrespective of where the child or adult find himself in future. So, and we also established that, yes, all the training may not be enjoyable now, but if we are deliberate about being tutored by this training, it's going to yield a peaceable fruit for us in the future. I pray that the Lord will give you the grace even to be able to to be able to um, endure whatever training that you are getting now in the name of Jesus. It's like an investment. You know, when you do an investment, it is for future benefit. So whatever own training that you are being taught now, you are going through whatever kind of training, see it as a form of investment into your future and into your life. I pray that the Lord will uphold you. The Lord will see you through in the mighty name of Jesus. So moving on to our lesson for today. Our lesson for today. Our lesson for today, the topic is water baptism. Water baptism and Holy Ghost. Lesson 36 
of our teen zeal. And we are reading Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. Matthew chapter 3, verse 7, 13 to 17. I'll read quickly. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for doth it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. Praise the Lord. Mm. From this scripture, we see that Jesus, you know, just at the brink of his, um, of starting his uh, ministry, he went to be baptized. Because, and you know, John was like, no, I can't baptize you. You are the one that's supposed to baptize me. And he said, no, that it is to fulfill all righteousness. It is to, to fulfill God's requirement. And what is this requirement? It, you know, John's baptism was baptism unto repentance to believe in the one who was to come, which was the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was also a show, a public show, you know, that you belong to the Lord. And Jesus needed to do this. Hallelujah. He referred to water baptism as a requirement of the Lord and a public identification with God. And at his baptism, as he came out of the water, the heavens opened on him and the Spirit of God descended on him. So at that point, he received power. He received strength. He received, you know, because he was launching fully into his ministry. He, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Now moving to the second... Um, the second Bible text, Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. And being assembled together with them, commanded them, and they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which I said, E, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Hallelujah. This was when Jesus was preparing to ascend into heaven. He told his disciples that they should wait for the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And in this text, he outlined two types of baptism, the water baptism of John unto repentance and the baptism of the Holy Ghost unto greater works. Hallelujah. And this is, to, he asked his disciples to wait for this and the water baptism is a requirement for every child of God it signifies our public identification with God it symbolizes you know, our death to sin and resurrection to Christ you know the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus publicly and this is the same way that the Holy Spirit wants to come upon us and find public expressions in our lives hallelujah a memory verse for this topic is taken from Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 which says and indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than high whose shoes I am not worthy to bear whose shoes I am not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire this was John speaking as he preached to people around he was still talking about Jesus who was coming Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
At the end of the study, we should know the significance of water and Holy Ghost baptism. And our central truth for this lesson is that water and Holy Spirit baptism is our competitive advantage as believers. Hallelujah. In our introduction, you know what is water baptism? It is immersion of a believer in water in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And what is does it, what is it uh, what does it symbolize? It symbolizes a symbolic act whereby a new Christian identifies with Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection. It is an outward and public declaration of a person's repentance and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans uh, chapter six, verse three to four, said we know we we are, we, we are we die with Christ and we are raised up in Christ to a newness of life. Hallelujah. So that is water baptism. And water baptism can only happen after someone has given his or her life to Christ. After someone believes that Jesus is Lord, is the Savior of the, and you accept him as a Lord and Savior and you make confession unto salvation. So you can't just go for water baptism without you know, being born again. Hallelujah. You know, um, in Acts 19 verse 1 to 66, you know, John's baptism was described as a baptism of repentance to believe in Jesus Christ. After Jesus' resurrection, baptism in Jesus' name becomes baptism into newness of life, into newness of life. This is where God wants to take us to, for us to enjoy that new newness of of christ and to do what is required even to seal it hallelujah moving on to our study guide steps in water baptism and its significance steps in water baptism and its significance so what are the steps the first one is going into the water going into the water it signifies that our old man is dead to sin and buried by faith in Christ. We see that in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 says, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized unto his death. So that is what going into the water signifies. Being raised out of the water. And it's also, you know, going into the water signifies, you know, our death. Being, you know, immersed in the water signifies our barrier with the Lord Jesus Christ. Then being raised out of the water signifies our resurrection with Christ. Verse 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And what is the essence of this? That a new man is raised by the Spirit and made alive by faith in Christ. Hallelujah. And from the Bible, we see a lot of examples. There are three examples here. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17, where we read, Jesus was baptized with water by John the Baptist. In Acts chapter 10, verse 45 to 48, you know, when uh, Peter, when God sent Peter to the household of Cornelius, and at the point while Peter was teaching, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and he was like, <laughs> we can't stop this one from, from uh, being 
baptized by water because the Holy Spirit was already upon them. So Peter commanded that Cornelius and his household should be baptized. Then in Acts chapter 8, verse 36 to 39, we saw the Ethiopia, Ethiopia, Ethiopian Enoch. He was going, he didn't understand what he was reading. And Philip appeared, you know, and uh, explained the scriptures to him. And in the course of teaching, they came across the water. And the Enoch was like, this is water. Is anything stopping me from being baptized? And Philip baptized him before he was caught up from that place. Hallelujah. So reading this scripture, let's take our time to read it. There were some actions, you know, that took place either before the water baptism or after the water baptism. One of the things that I noticed from this scripture is that, you know, in some of them, there was teaching of the word. There was teaching of the word. The word of God was being taught. You know, people came to the understanding of the word of God, deeper knowledge of the word of God that helped them to make decisions even for the Lord. And of course, there was belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because uh, uh, Philip had to, you know, said, do you believe? And he said, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that is the savior of the world. And that was good enough for him to be baptized in water. And of course, the actual baptism in water took place. Still moving on with our study guide, the Holy Spirit baptism. The Holy Spirit baptism. The, Holy Spirit, the baptism with the Spirit is immersion of believer into the life and power of the Holy Spirit. Can we see the difference? The water baptism is immersion of believers into water you know to show our public identification with the lord and to signify our death burial and resurrection with our lord jesus christ so that we come into newness of life hallelujah and baptism with the spirit is immersion of believer into the life and power of the holy spirit when you are baptized with the holy spirit you will receive strength in acts chapter 1 verse 8 said um acts chapter 1 verse 8 where jesus was talking that when the holy spirit shall come upon you you shall uh sorry let me read it and um, but you shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in all judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Hallelujah. So when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you receive power. You receive strength for exploit. Remember when Jesus was baptized, you know, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. That was the beginning of an extraordinary ministry for our Lord Jesus Christ. So when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you receive strength power and boldness from god to accomplish your work and to overcome sin in your own life you know without the spirit of god we cannot overcome sin we need the holy spirit of god we need him to come upon us we need him you know with evidence upon our life and when the uh, spirit of god came upon the disciples it it was there was an evidence and that is the ability to speak in tongues it gave them utterance it gave them utterance as he decided hallelujah hallelujah i pray that the spirit of god will come upon you and you will receive utterance in the name of jesus you will receive strength you receive power and boldness in jesus name amen
What are the examples that we see from our manual? Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4, that was the day of Pentecost. The Bible says that the, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them like tongues of fire and they begin to, they receive power and they begin to speak in diverse tongues that the Spirit of God gave them utterance. And from that day, they received the Spirit of boldness. You know, Peter who was timid, who denied Jesus three times, stood up and a lot of people were converted on this same day. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what the Holy Spirit can do in your life and in my life. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 6, you know, we saw disciples at Ephesus. The disciples asked and said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, no, we did not receive the Holy Ghost. We were only baptized with the baptism of John. And they had to baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ to the baptism of a new life. Hallelujah. And they laid hand on them and they received the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 18, verse 14 to 17, the apostles which were at Jerusalem, the apostles which were at Jerusalem received, um, the apostles that were at Jerusalem, praise the living Jesus, praise the living Jesus, praise the living Jesus, praise the living Jesus. Peter and John were sent to Samaria. You know, and they laid hands on the people and the people received the Holy Spirit. So in all these scriptures and from scripture, what can we see? What were the actions before the Spirit of God came upon them? You know, the, the disciples waited on Jesus' promise. Jesus said they should wait. They waited from that chapter 1 to chapter 2. They didn't venture out until the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. As a teenager, you don't venture out, especially on your own, until the Spirit of God comes upon you, until you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Spirit as you venture through life. Praise the Lord. So we need to wait on God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you are waiting, it means that you desire it. You, you long for it. You know, you, you, you prepare yourself. You are a vessel ready for the Spirit of God. From our, the scriptures that we have seen, the, as the scriptures was being taught, as uh, people were doing the, the work of God, as they believed, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. And also, from this scripture, we saw that people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the word was being taught. As the word was being taught. So, which means you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit as you listen, if as you watch or listen to this uh, Sunday school in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you in the name of Jesus and bring about a transformation that you desire in Jesus' name. And it can also come by laying on of hands. When hands are laid on you by spiritual authority and you receive the holy ghost hallelujah amen moving on to our discussion as a team what are the steps you need to take to get what a baptism in the redeemed christian church of god have you been baptized in the holy ghost if yes please share your experience in the redeemed christian church of god for teenagers the step is you have to be born again you know, when you, when you move from the junior church to the teen's church, you have to be born again. And in some places, everybody comes, some, everybody start the believer's class. Some become born again in the course of attending the believer's class. The believer's class is very important. This is where you are taught the basics of the word of God. 
and active participation in the believers class is essential and this participation will be tested before you can be taken for baptism what about the holy ghost uh, holy ghost baptism experience i'll share mine i got baptized in the holy ghost when i was, was around 16 years old before then i didn't find reading the bible interesting i was timid the bible was boring to me but after the holy spirit came upon me the word of god became an important part of my life and even till today and the understanding comes and even till now if i read the bible I just holy spirit of god please walk upon the pages of the scripture and let your word come alive you know so the word of god is has become really really important to me and i also became confident in who i am in christ timidity gave way to confidence what is this that you lack the holy spirit of god can do much more for you desire him wait on him and and live a righteous life and you will enjoy the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In our invitation and application, yield yourself to the Holy Spirit so you are enabled to do God's will. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit so you are enabled to do God's will. Yield to Him. Release yourself unto Him and He will help you. In conclusion, the life that we have in Christ is that of grace, not by works. By grace are you saved through faith and can only be maintained by the spirit of grace is feeling overwhelming and influencing us. When the spirit of God overwhelms you, when the spirit of God influences you, when the spirit of God, you know, help you, that is when we can fulfill this life that we have. And God's plan is that we live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you walk in the Spirit, you live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. You will not live an ordinary life. You know that the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. We have our activities and uh, prayer points. I've taken time to go through it while I was talking uh, about the text. Please let's uh, lay our hands on the PowerPoint of this present of this teaching so that we can also learn more. And there are so questions. There are a lot of questions, a number of questions at the end. Please let us uh, take our time to look at it. Hallelujah. Our prayer point is Father, baptize me with the Holy Ghost today in Jesus' name. Father, baptize me with the Holy Ghost today in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we pray, baptize every of your children with the Holy Ghost today in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of the living God, let the heavens open and let the Spirit of the living God descend upon your children in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them receive power. Let them receive strength. Let every of their weakness, O God, be turned to strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Take absolute control. Thank you, everlasting Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for coming to Sunday School this week. Have a beautiful, beautiful and a blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen.